Welcome to Behavior Babes Podcast, presented by me, Dr. Amanda Kelly. Aloha. Today, joining us, we have Bethany Patterson. Hi, Bethany. Are you there? Hi. Yes, I am. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Um, wondering if you could start us off by giving an introduction of yourself for our listeners. Yes. Um, so my name is Bethany Patterson, and I'm originally from right outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I grew up in a town called Worcester, and um, I originally was going for when I went in my undergrad to become a teacher, and I was teaching, and I was um, working in a collaborative in Worcester, and a child threw a mug, I remember this, um, like it was yesterday, threw a mug, and it shattered. And um, we were actually using ABA with him. And when I saw that, I just completely fell in love with all the ABA practitioners that were working with him and how they could see um, why he threw the mug and um, what function it laid under and then how they could see with the um, treatments how, you know, his problem behavior was either going up or down. So um, I ended up going for um, finishing off my undergrad, getting my master's in special ed, but um, also taking the extra classes um, for ABA to become a board-certified behavior analyst. Um, While I was going for classes, I um, met my husband, and I became a military spouse. Um, My husband now is uh, active duty um, Navy. And... I, now being a military spouse, have seen um, all the difficulties that can come with being a military spouse. Um, I am currently now a board-certified behavior analyst and licensed in the state of Virginia, and I'm currently a parent liaison and training specialist at the Pennington Group Full Spectrum Services and a mother of a one-year-old. Wow. It's like, do you add anything else to your plate? So you're you're traveling, you're moving, you're now a BCBA. Congratulations. Yes, thank um, you. In the state, the parent liaison. I uh, would like to hear more about that. And the mother, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Pennington Group Full Spectrum Services is in Virginia Beach. And what I love about this company is one of the co-owners is um, now – Um, Her husband's um, retired, but she was a military spouse as well. And um, what she noticed is the need to have one, uh, somebody for quality control um, to make sure that the parents are getting everything that they need as far as ABA services, Um, but also with this crazy military lifestyle that we live in and being near numerous military bases, Um, Also, ensuring that they have all the resources they need, Um, making sure if they are seeking social skills group, um, that we can point them in the direction of where they can get a social skills group. Um, If they need um, anything as far as um, getting involved in surface healing or, um, you know, creating a support system for them. Um, We have a lot of families that have either just PCS here or are PCSing away and just kind of building up their support system and helping them and also providing them resources as far as ABA and autism. 
So my father uh, was in the Army, and growing up, I have a lot of experience with moving and traveling, and um, I always kind of said you had to make friends fast because if we weren't moving, our neighbors were or our friends were, our classmates were. Exactly. For people who aren't familiar with that military life, you use the phrase PCSing. Um, but can you just kind of explain, like, what that means, like, how often that happens for families or what that might look like, at least in uh, the branch of the military that you're familiar with? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so PCS is permanent change in duty station. So this could be as quick as a year. It can be as long as four years, sometimes even longer. Um, and then there's also some moves that families have to make where, um, the active duty member is involved in schooling. So they might only be gone for six months and then they're going to go somewhere else. So moving is very common to military families, um, which is why I always tell military spouses who have a passion for helping families how amazing ABA is and how beneficial um, becoming an ABA practitioner can be because on the military.com website, they actually had an article that ABA is one of the top um, jobs that can move with you. Um, so becoming an ABA practitioner can be very beneficial for many military spouses. Um, another great reason ABA can be so great with military spouses is that ABA jobs right now are in demand. So if you're going to be PCSing or traveling um, to another state, um, sometimes it's easier to find ABA jobs. And um, I once had a RBT who they ended up PCSing. Um, so they went from Hawaii to Texas. And now she's a mom um, with twins. So uh, she decided that she wanted to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom, and it's been so rewarding to watch her um, teach her children using the principles of ABA. So I always say, even if you don't stay within the field, the ABA principles will always be around. Um, they're not going anywhere. So um, this is also another great reason why ABA is um, a great choice for military spouses to be a part of. Um, we have a group called ABA Practitioners Impacted by Military Lifestyle. And this group really supports ABA practitioners who are spouses, dependents, and, and veterans themselves. Um, Chantel Fuller um, actually created the group on Facebook. And she created the group because she, her husband just left the military. And she's a BCBA. And just the stability of the income and the benefits really helped her um, and her family while her husband was leaving the military and then trying to find a civilian job. Um, so ABA and military spouses and military lifestyle, they, they really all do come together. Um, one of my colleagues said, you know, the ABA world is small. The military, you know, the military world is small, but military spouses impacted by, um, uh, ABA, should I say, ABA practitioners impacted by military lifestyle is, is even a smaller group. Um, and we do face a lot of difficulties that are very different, not harder, but just different than um, other 
people that are ABA practitioners within the ABA field. Um, one of the things was, like you uh, stated, um, with the PCS thing and how we're traveling all the time, um, one of the issues that a lot of military spouses face is we do have this credential. We can travel with this credential. And now if we travel within the States, we have licensure. Which licensure is a great thing, um, but the issue is that it's, it can take time to get that licensure. You bring up a lot of great points. Um, we have, as you know, the licensure law that made the requirement for the ABA practitioners or the technicians to be registered behavior technicians. And so it's interesting because when I think about it in the context of what you're sharing, from one hand, yes, like when you look at licensure, licensure applications, um, being in multiple mm -hmm. states, like how, how does that work? And I think that's a really good point to bring up to your state chapters, too, and people who continue to work on revisions and considerations for licensure. Um, but here in Hawaii, when we made that requirement for RBTs, one of the biggest pieces of feedback or the loudest pieces of feedback that we got from the community was how beneficial that was for the military spouses who were um, practitioners because the RBT credential is international and usually um, not more than that is required at that level. Now, if when you're looking at the, the behavior analyst level, um, I know that that brings in some additional considerations. The question I have for you is um, when you talk about not just the licensure, maybe we can come back to that, but even about getting your supervision or your certification um, hours, how does one do that if you're constantly, you know, in a situation where you might be traveling or moving, or maybe you could just express what your experience was like? Yeah, so I, I kind of categorize the difficulties that, military spouses take into two different categories. Those that are seeking um, to gain their um, either master's and ABA and then get their supervision and then hope to sit for the exam, and then those that are certified. So those that are seeking um, to get, you know, finding those schools and getting those supervision. Um, when I started with my coursework, like I said in um, my intro, I was actually in the middle of um, my ABA coursework, and then I moved. And back then, and it was back in like 2013, um, it was a lot harder to find a school that would accept the credits I took from another school. Um, it was also a lot harder to find online coursework. Um, and, you know, in finding schools that would work with the military lifestyle, such as moving, but also the demands of the life, um, such as deployment, underways. Um, so nowadays, it's, it seems like online is, and online programs are coming out of the woodwork. Um, people have a lot more choices now to find um, the schools um, that will work within um, military life. And also on the ABA Practitioners Impacted by Military Lifestyle Facebook group, um, we have a whole list of schools that also have a, it's um, within the financial department, will have a military liaison that will help you with finding scholarships. Um, the MICA is another scholarship that will help you get your BC ABA, if that's something you want to go for. Um, also, um, the Yellow Ribbon and the GI Bill, 
they will help you with all of these resources. Supervision can also be really hard to find, especially if you're only in a location for six months. So finding a job that will take you for only six months can also be difficult. Um, so finding supervision based off of this can be very difficult for military spouses. Um, the Facebook group for the ABA practitioners is another area where they can find um, a BCBA if they, if they need supervision. And I do like to add in that if you do try to find a, a supervisor, make sure that they follow the licensure laws that, you know, you're, that you are in. Um, but those are just a few things that those that are seeking to become um, either BCBAs or BCABAs or to sit for those exams, um, that I believe that the Facebook group will really help you find those resources that you are looking for. Um, they discuss resources such as funding, scholarships for school, finding mentors too. We notice that those that are certified, um, you know, you just become a brand new certified BCBA and now all your support that you had, you now PCS to somewhere else. Um, so this group also helps you um, find mentors um, during your first few years of becoming a BCBA. And um, there's a lot of information of military-friendly companies as well. Finding a company that understands that you don't know when you're going to leave or um, you might only be here for a couple years. Um, you might need time off because of a deployment or underways and you have to, you know, pick up your husband from the pier. Um, all these other little things that a lot of people don't think about that we as military spouses have to also handle as um, within the military life. Um, so there's tons of military-friendly companies that, and businesses that are also posted on the um, ABA practitioners page. Um, and, and going back to licensure, um, PCSing, <clears throat> a lot of people believe that, you know, everything is paid for. Um, but unfortunately, with PCSing, military doesn't cover all the costs. So, you know, if you want to move a second vehicle or you want to, um, you know, move your pets with you, of course, their family, you want to bring them with you. Um, these are things that the military won't pay for. So that's also a financial drain. <laughs> but now you're coming into a new state, you have to pay for the licensure, and then you have to wait. And this also can provide a strain financially. Um, luckily, um, just recently, um, we found out that the military is now going to pay for um, licensure costs, um, so, which is awesome, and we're really excited. Uh, the Air Force and the Navy just came out with their memos this month, and the Army came out with their memo a couple months ago. Um, so every branch is different. We're still waiting to hear from the Marines and the Coast Guard. Um, but, and like I said, every branch is different. So how much they will pay up to um, and also the, the application process to get the refund for the licensure costs are also very different too. So I would just, um, you can find all that information on the Facebook page. Um, we have it all there for you. 
Um, and this is if you're a BCBA or a BCABA in one state and then in red licensure and then you went to another state and they require licensure as well and you had to pay for it and um, you moved because of the PCS. Um, they will reimburse you for that amount. And it's also retroactive on, um, from two, 2017, I believe. So again, all that information is on the Facebook group. Um, but this was created and you know they, they heard what military spouses needed. And this is one of the things they needed. They needed help with licensure costs. Um, because moving is not cheap. And this is something that we have to do all the time so it's really nice that we can say that our voices were heard and that they are doing something about it. Um, yeah, that's really I, exciting to see and to hear about and to know that people are advocating because these yes, kinds yes. of things, like we were even saying a few moments ago with regard to licensure, making sure that um, this perspective is shared with people who are in positions to influence that legislation would be really important, you know, make sure that they have that information. When you are working in the areas that you work and when families are coming in or um, spouses and they want to become an RBT or they want to become a BCBA or a BCABA, um, once they do become certified, are you finding that many of them are um, working with military families themselves or is that of course, going to be dependent on your region and your location. But um, I guess my question is, what's that intersection when your staff and therapists are, you know, potentially moving frequently and so are your clients? Have you encountered that? Yes. Um, so being here in Virginia Beach, um, we're right near Norfolk, which is one of the largest Navy bases. So we do have a lot of families coming and going. Um, and and same with staff, so because also we have a lot of military spouses because we're near a huge military base, so we do have staff that come and go too. And, you know, it, we do – what I love about the company I work for is that she was a military spouse, is a military spouse, so she understands the complexities of this. Um, although, you know, we do know that – in two to four years that client will leave, we're not going to deny him services because of it. Um, because we do know that, you know, one of our BCBAs will be leaving at the end of the year. We're not going to deny her from helping the clients that, you know, she can help while she's still here. Um, and not a lot of companies think that way. Um, we do have a lot of companies in this area that once you say that you're a military spouse, Oh, no, sorry, you don't. Because it, it is a juggling act with scheduling. Um, for, you know, the BCBA that's going to leave at the end of the year, we have to make sure that the clients she does have do get covered so that there's no lapse in services. Um, it is a juggling act, but at the end of the day, when you really think about why we're doing this, where we want to impact, you know, um, the lives of our clients and we want to help them, um, it, it kind of seems silly to think you won't take on a BCBA because they're only going to be here until the end of the year or that you're not going to take on a client because they might be PCSing in a year. Um, we want to help as many families as we can. And it, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, with PCSing overseas. Um, we have a ton of 
BCBAs overseas that are military spouses. Um, we have a few BCBAs in Africa. Um, I actually have a friend who, um, her husband was stationed in Africa, and she volunteered her time because they just couldn't afford her services. Um, and how she, just because she was over there and she wasn't able to get paid, didn't stop her from providing services to those that needed it. And like I said before, it's silly to think that she's not going to help when she can just because she's over there for, you know, two years. She wanted to help the community and she wanted to make an impact on that community. Um, we had another, um, we actually have a few BCBAs that are in Italy right now and they're struggling to get visas and, um, you know, the language barriers, but they still want to make an impact. Um, and in the ABA Practitioners Facebook page, we actually have a lot of materials and resources on how to get visas. Um, we have tons of materials in other languages um, for those that really do want to make an impact um, in other countries and disseminate ABA because it's amazing that we have ABA practitioners who are military spouses because military spouses come from so many different backgrounds um, and it just provides a better quality of services to our clients. And because we have these practitioners all over the world, we're able to disseminate ABA all, all over the world. Um, and we really strive to provide ABA wherever we are even if that means we're only going to be there for six months, even if that means we're not going to get paid for it, even if that means, um, you know, we're going to be fighting for getting our, you know, licensures and making sure that we have our visas and everything. And the ABA Practitioners Impacted by Military Lifestyle Facebook page is a great resource and um, a great way for other military uh, spouses to support you in that. It's so funny that right after I wrote the word dissemination, you said a dissemination, uh, the ability to <laughs> disseminate. And I was thinking it's something I had never quite considered that way, Bethany, is that we have here a bunch of, you know, messengers, if you will, about the science and behavior analysis reaching out into very diverse and somewhat remote places of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back to you with an idea later on that. One of the questions that I had for you is what is the role or have you had any experience with the role of telehealth playing in, in people being able to continue on with clients or help with transitions or if they're in an area where there's not support? Um, has that come up and are we seeing that roll out for any of the military spouses who are practicing? Yes. Um, telehealth is actually a great way to be able to um, still practice ABA even if you're in another country or actually we have a ton of military spouses in Northern Virginia right now that do telehealth, which is awesome. We love it. Um, the only unfortunate part of telehealth is that TRICARE no longer accepts it. So we can no longer support military families who we are serving um, because they, uh, TRICARE won't support telehealth anymore which is very unfortunate because especially for them, 
where they're PCSing with their children, um, and now we just cannot provide telehealth for them while, until they get new services, that, that's no longer an option. Um, but telehealth is a great way for military spouses um, to continue to provide ABA services. Yeah, that's unfortunate about the implications for the clients themselves. Um, mm -hmm. Again, something to continue to support and advocate and to support those kids that are advocating to just make sure that that voice is heard, right, um, and to see what, what can be done about that in the, hopefully in the future. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for all the wealth of information you provided to us. You've um, covered so many different things just about the journey of supervision, the impacts and considerations for licensure, um, finding your network and your people, the differences between the branches where people can get information. Um, I'm going to have to go back and take more notes um, <laughs> just in re-listening to all of the information you provided to us today. But before we um, end the call, I'd like to give you an opportunity to summarize or to give another shout-out or to plug anything else in addition to that Facebook group that you think would be great for our listeners to have. No, definitely. And um before I talk about the Facebook group, there is also an ABA special interest group, and I, I just want to kind of talk about them real quick because um, this is um, the special interest group is called Behavior Analysts and Military and Veterans Issues. You can gain access to this group in Facebook, but this is a group that's devoted to the application of behavior analysts to the U.S. and I believe also the U.K. military service members and veterans issues. So this is also a great resource for um, those that are involved in the military lifestyle and also um, how, you know, behavior analysis can impact that lifestyle. But um, the, also the Facebook group, ABA Practitioners Impacted by Military Lifestyle, um, this is a great resource for military spouses, military dependents. We also have a few veterans in the group, um, just how to support them um, with becoming or if they already are, um, maintaining their being a ABA practitioner and um, just discussing resources for funding and scholarships for schools, um, supervision, mentoring, um, a, a place to share information about military-friendly companies and military-friendly businesses, and, and just supporting each other and, and helping each other um, navigate this unique lifestyle that we live um, while also maintaining being a ABA practitioner and how we can kind of fuse the two lifestyles of ABA and, and the military. Thank you again for that wealth of information and knowledge. And Bethany, I'd like to invite you to help me um, create a landing page on Behavior Babe that can at least link people to those resources. I don't think military is a topic that I have um, identified, and I'd like, I'd like to do that. Um, so that would be great. great. Yeah, again, thank, thank you for just the conversation and the idea. And um, once we have that up for everybody, or if you're looking for generalized information on applied behavior analysis, you can find that at www.behaviorbabe.com. 